You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Well, we are back for another episode of the Junior Hereford Show, and as we all know, the fall is a very busy time, and um, not only with you know harvest and weaning calves, but kind of wrapping up and just starting our national shows as well as our annual Hereford meeting. And I, you know, I can't believe it's November already, and getting back from Kansas City and all settled in and. I'm really excited for this episode to get to visit with our new 2023 National Hereford Queen. And it is such an exhilarating moment there in Kansas City before the final drive. And, you know, Miss Madison, I am so excited to sit down with you and excited for your journey. And I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. And we're just going to kind of chit chat and get excited for the next upcoming year. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Ralston. Um, so like you said, my name is Madison Katzenberger. I am from Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, I graduated from the University of wisconsin Platteville with a Bachelor's of Science in Animal Science and a minor in Spanish. Um, I was heavily involved on campus in the Black Abrado Club where I was the public relations chair, beef show chair, and uh, ended my year as the president. Um, I was also a volunteer baseball manager on campus. That was a lot of fun for me. Uh, I got to know a bunch of the guys and just got to tell them a little bit about my background and about the egg uh, industry in general and just educate them a little bit more. Um, I am a third generation Hereford breeder. Uh, Our farm started in a small town of Lauren, Illinois. Um, And now here I am up in Wisconsin with my family. We have about 25, 30 registered Hereford cattle um, I'm so excited to be here, so excited to be the new national queen, and I can't wait for uh, the future and what my journey holds for me. Yes, and before we get more into your journey to this point and kind of the adventure you're going to be on for the next year, I want to hear a little bit more about you and some big things I caught up on were you minored in Spanish? Yes. So what, is that a language you just really enjoy and wanted to pursue with it or kind of what was, tell a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I started learning Spanish actually when I was in middle school, uh, just cause I mean, it's very heavy language now in America and actually in college I took a, or in high school I took a college level class that if I got a good enough grade, I would have 16 college retro credits. And I, I mean, I passed the class with a very good grade. So when I went to Platteville, um, I got 16 of those credits back or Spanish and you only need 24 credits to have a minor. So I'm like, that's really will be like two, three classes. And I actually originally went to school to be a large animal vet. And I thought that having a Spanish minor would help me break the language barrier between some of the workers on some of the dairy farms or even some of the smaller beef farms. But um, I mean, I don't use it quite as often as I would hoped I would, but it definitely comes in handy sometimes. Oh, I really, I really enjoy having that kind of a, different intellect. No, I think that is awesome. Definitely something I wish I would pursued. I think being multi in any multi-language across the board is so beneficial. Um, and just, yeah, helps you better understand things and especially just across industries. 
And you also yeah. kind of mentioned another fun thing I picked up on is you were a baseball manager. Um, yeah. Fun. I don't know much about baseball. I never played softball or baseball, but that's definitely a cool sport. And I love how you shared about talking about your ag story. Yeah. So I uh, was a softball player my whole life. Um, and when I went to school, I wanted to stay involved in like the whole athletic part of things. Um, so I went, I, I was a manager, but I was, it was volunteer because it was unpaid. Okay. So um, I would go and then the players that I like ask about me and like where I'm from, like what I do, you know, I would tell them that, oh yeah, like I grew up on a farm, I'm a farm girl. And they're like, oh my gosh, what is that? And I'm just, you know, they're all from bigger cities, you know, urban, uh, urban players. So uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I hope they learned a lot, but <laughs> no, I love that. I, and I think that just goes to show in any setting that we're, we really need to share our story and where we come from and um, yeah. you for really taking advantage of that. And so you'd also mentioned that being a third generation Hereford breeder and farmer, but your farm actually started back in Illinois. So did you live in Illinois and move to Wisconsin or have you always lived in Wisconsin? So uh, my parents grew up in Illinois and both of them, I have two older siblings. They're, they were both born in Illinois, but then my dad uh, got a job up in Wisconsin. So they moved up to Wisconsin. So I'm a born Wisconsinite, there you go. but the rest of my family is all from Illinois. Yep. So um, that's why we started down in Illinois. Uh, it was on my dad's side that they started with the Hereford, uh, the Hereford Ranch, but and so something that's kind of fun that I always like to ask people, and I never know the answer to myself, is with your degree and pursuing in college, kind of what was your dream? Um, whether it was when you were like a little girl or when you selected that major, what was kind of your plans and goals? What was that big dream you were kind of chasing? Yeah, so definitely ever since I was like probably younger than kindergarten, I was like, I want to be a large animal vet. Like, that's my goal. I'm sticking to it. Everyone's like, well, you're going to change your mind in college. I was like, nope, I'm going to be a vet. And then um, in college, I took my repro class and I just, I fell in love with all of that I'd encompassed. And I was like, you know, maybe I want to do more reproduction and more focus on genetics and stuff. And um, so I just started doing a little bit more research on the kind of jobs that I could have with my degree that are still in that field. Now I actually have an embryologist for Bovatech USA. So, and I love it. It's definitely chose the right path. So that's awesome. Everything always works out how it's supposed to, right? Right. So, um, no, that's so cool. You're living and breathing your dream and, you know, kind of along those same lines, when did you really realize, you know, you had said ever since you were eight years old, ever since you were a little girl, you wanted to pursue being the national Hereford queen and um, what did, you know, as a younger junior, what did kind of that, why did you expire to be in that role? You know, as a little girl, you know, the dream is to just be a queen because oh, you know, yeah. you get to wear the crown and yeah. the sash and, you know, it's just the whole, everything that it encompasses. But, you know, as I grew older, um, I really realized like what the queen is and like what all, I mean, even the board members, like what they all do for the Hereford breed and for the younger members and there's the ag industry as a whole. And um, I wanted to pursue that even more because I knew that being in that kind of a role would help me kind of spread my message a little bit more, um, get out there and meet more people, um, talk to more consumers. But I mean, as an advocate, obviously people are going to listen to me just because like I have more experience, but 
as soon as you become a public figure, people are especially going to listen because they're like, oh, you're an actual expert. You know, it's just kind of the kind of the mentality that some of those people have. But I don't know. I just really wanted to be the queen because it would have allowed me to have more networking experiences and opportunities. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The miles you're about to travel, <laughs> I, you're going to put on a lot of miles. You're going to meet a lot of people. And um, I know I was fortunate to go through the queen, queen program also. And um, even the people you meet through the process, I think are a huge part of it. And just really opening up and getting outside your comfort zone. And I know you're super outgoing anyways and love talking to people. So oh yeah, you'll be, you'll be awesome at getting them to open up and start sharing their story along with getting to share yours. So well, thanks. thank you. Yeah, of course. No, I remember getting to meet you. I think kind of the first time when you were a delegate, when I ran for the board. That's right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Madison. And I think I walked up to you and we just like started talking right off the bat. Like no yeah. word, like instance of kind of like small talk I was like we yeah. were just so <laughs> no well that will be awesome so one thing before we dive into kind of the process of how you got here and maybe what you're looking forward to and going to expand on um, you and I both know that it really takes a huge support system of family members friends of sponsors and breeders and donors across the country so we're going to take just a couple minutes to shout out them and thank them before we dive deeper into your story. So let's hear from them. This episode of the Junior Hereford Show is brought to you by small advertisers who continue to support the programs building the future for Hereford Juniors. We'd like to thank Dunn Herefords, Cochrantown, Pennsylvania, Express Ranches, Yukon, Oklahoma, and Gene Source of Nakona, Texas. We'd also like to thank Lambert Ranch, Orville, California, Thomas Herford's Gold Creek, Montana, and Nolan Herford's Gilmer, Texas. The support of all these donors from across the country is what continues to allow Herford Juniors to learn, lead, and achieve. Well, we can never show our gratitude and thankfulness enough for those sponsors and donors and a huge shout out to them. And we just continue to do what we do because of them. So thank you to them. And I know Madison will probably learn this next year, all the support, the amount of support in the background that it takes. And I'm super excited um, to get to see you at all these national shows now in the ring and work alongside you even too. So before we jump into what the next year may entail, I want to talk about kind of the process leading up to it. Um, we'd kind of visited a little bit before that you had listened to um, podcasts, getting ready for it, learning more about the industry and the history of the Hereford breed. And what kind of, what did your preparation really look like? Yeah, so uh, I did a lot of studying and I also did a lot of research on like the, who the new bulls are, who the new uh, big, big donors are or would potentially be. Um, I also had to study uh, up on who everyone was in the industry. I mean, it's hard to know everyone, who everyone is, what their titles are, but, you know, I did my best. And I mean, I do remember most of it. So when I see people out, I hopefully can uh, recognize them and go and introduce myself. Um, I also did quite a few mock interviews with just with people around the industry, just to kind of get back in the groove of having a face-to-face -face interview, you know, because of COVID, you know, everything's been on Zoom. Yeah. And then I also went to a bunch of sales just to 
work on communicating with uh, other breeders around my state and around the region and uh, get more experience in talking to other people about what they love about the Hereford breed and why they why they do what they do. No, that's awesome. I love that. It sounds like, you know, you almost, you really put yourself in the shoes of like a national queen to, in order to prepare for it. And so what was maybe one special moment or kind of your favorite part about getting ready to compete at the American Royal? Um, I would say my favorite part would be just like going and talking to people. You know, that was the thing that I think helped me the most with preparing for running for the national title. Um, you know, when we went to the ladies of the Royal sale, we had to talk to some of the people that were either consigning or buying and, you know, going to those sales when I was state queen and just some of the other events that I attended and talking with those people really just gave me a boost of confidence that, you know, it's really not that hard to go up, talk to someone, start a conversation um, and just hearing all of the cool stories from all the different breeders. And then I even had a couple of little girls say, oh, I, like, how do you be the queen? Like, I want to be the queen and just oh. talking to them about my experience in uh, the royalty program and that they should definitely pursue it and all the advantages. I mean, they don't need to know about all the advantages because, you know, they're 10 years old. They're not going to quite remember all that kind of stuff. The big and, uh, thing, right? The big thing. Right, right. The big, the big picture, you know? all the different opportunities that they're going to have and, you know, just to push them to go for anything that they ever want to pursue, whether it's a leadership position, you know, a job, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just good life skills. Um, yeah. and just being a good person, I think. Right. The simple things that sometimes we forget about to just yeah. instill those moments that just can create those good soft skills. So I love that. That's awesome. I definitely know, you know, looking from the outside in the royalty program, you, all the little girls see the pretty tiara and the sash, but it's really so much more than that. And really a time to be a part of a tradition and a legacy in the Hereford breed of really an advocate. You mentioned that earlier. And I think you said it so well of just kind of a stage to share your story and learn more um, and really just help advocate the breed. Right. So kind of the next step, I'm skipping ahead. So getting back to chronological <laughs> here, how, what did that week look like for you at the American Royal kind of running for the queen? Were you nervous or excited or anxious or probably a little bit of both? I mean, it was definitely a mix of a little bit of everything. Um, Friday, the Friday morning, um, I was definitely the most nervous because that was the day that I had the interview and the test. Um, but I actually went to the educational forums in the morning, just like take my mind off of things, you know, just kind of refresh my memory. And I think that really helped. But, um, and then Sunday, Sunday was just a mix of emotions. Yeah, it was my heart was racing the whole day. Yeah. I'm surprised I even got any sleep. <laughs> but um, sweaty, I'm sure just like, oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, nervous for sure, but definitely very excited. Mm -hmm. um, no matter the outcome, I was just so grateful that I had even had that opportunity to run for the National Queen. I mean, I got to meet so many new people and the girls that I ran against were just phenomenal. I mean, any of us would have done a great job in this role, but um, I mean, it, it's, it still is a dream to me. I, it still doesn't feel real yet, but um, yeah, definitely a mix of emotions, but I mean, I feel like I was prepared. Yeah, I think when you know that you've given it your all and put in all the effort, it really is like 
almost a peaceful moment of, you knew that you gave it your all and no matter the outcome, your right. journey to get there. So right. that definitely like gives me goosebumps just cause it's, <laughs> it's like t- just the moment and knowing that right. effort and the excitement leading up to it. And I mean, I'm sure you felt the same way when you were running for the board, you know, yeah. the night when they were handing out the maroon jackets, you're like, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. And it's like, when you know that like you've met such great people and I mean, anyone in our breed, definitely when you get together at a national show like that, you're just like smiles all the time or your cheeks are tired from laughing because you just right. see all your friends from everywhere. So it is just like a moment of like, okay, I'm excited for whatever happens next and grateful for the time that I had. Yeah, for sure. But no, yes, that's awesome. We got me sidetracked and feeling emotional here. <laughs> <laughs> all the happy things. I feel like it always happens. Um, when you think of something you love so much, so that's cool. So moving on to now, now when I first came on and I was asking you, you said it hadn't quite set in yet, but you were kind of excited for your plans and your purpose for running for the queen. And, um, so maybe let's take a few minutes to kind of expand on that, of what you're hoping your service project to kind of lean towards the mission of, or um, of just why you're really excited to be in this role or what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple of my goals as a queen, um, were, or are to, uh, help strengthen the certified her for beef program and even to increase the Herford influence genetic aspect of commercial farms and even on dairy operations. Um, so just, I kind of just want to be a promotional tool for that, you know, just kind of get out talk to some of the commercial and dairy producers and say, hey, like, these are the reasons you should use Hereford. And um, just talk about all the good things that Herefords have, you know, like they're the efficiency experts, you know, more gain on less feed. They're very docile, all those great characteristics that make the Hereford breed the ones that we love. Um, As far as my service project, uh, I've been kind of throwing a couple of ideas around, you know, between my mom and my sister and I, we've been just kind of thinking about some things. And uh, one thing that I would really like to do is um, maybe start a program for the juniors that would like to attend junior nationals, but can't necessarily afford either the travel, the hotel expenses, maybe the entry fee, any of that kind of stuff. And just kind of, it'd be more like a scholarship just to kind of help them to attend junior nationals because I mean, there's so many good things that go on. Yeah. You know, you have all the contests, all the future. Um, I mean, we have the Bridging the Gap program, all the all the good things for uh, for the juniors to use in the future oh, yeah. that I think anyone can benefit from. And, you know, if we're not able to go because of financial reasons, like that shouldn't be a reason. So that's why that's something more that I'm leaning towards. But yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it definitely capitalizes on, you know, it's much more than showing cattle anymore. Right. Um, we all know there can only be, you know, one champion at the end of the day. And so it's how you, how you're, how you set it the best, you know, there's so many other opportunities to gain those skills and grow and be a better person. Um, so that's awesome. I'm excited to see them flourish. And I know that whatever you pursue, you'll do it wholeheartedly and it'll be great for our juniors and um, full support, no doubt. And on the Hereford influence side of things, I'm super excited to hear you say that. And, um, 
I think that's definitely something as an association we're excited about is continuing to capitalize on our strengths and um, really grow just in its entirety and share those thoughts. So no, that'll be awesome. I'm so excited for you. Now, kind of just on a fun question topic, you know, I'd asked if you'd listened to some episodes before and you said a few, but it had kind of been a while. And so I'm excited that this question may be a surprise to you still. Um, It's kind of become my question I ask all those I get to visit with, but it centers around what defines success to you? So to me, success is not necessarily the stuff that you earn. I mean, you can get be given trophies and awards. I mean, your whole life to me, I mean, that doesn't really make success. It just means that you have a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, to me, success is more of how you earned those things and the integrity that you used and the character that you had to earn those things. Um, I mean, I, my, me and my whole family, were a family of faith. So, I mean, and God will define success different ways. Um, but I mean, that's probably my main definition is that it's more about how you get there and that's about what you got. I love it. It's all about the process and the adventure of how you get there. Right. That's definitely awesome words to live by. Um, as well as Madison, before we kind of close and say, see you soon, because I'm sure we'll get to see each other soon at national shows coming up, busy season for you. Oh yeah, very. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to give you a few minutes. If you have any words of wisdom or any thoughts that you want to leave our listeners, leave our juniors with, um, whether it's related to running for national queen or just you and yourself and your story, whatever you'd like to say, you have your, the time is now. Yeah, well, I really will just leave you with two things. Um, The one is no matter who you are, where you're from, how old you are, don't ever give up on your dreams. I mean, I made the dream to become the National Queen when I was eight and, you know, I'm now 22. So, I mean, that's a pretty big gap. Uh, um, I never gave up on it. Here I am, you know, achieved my goal. Just never give up on any of your goals. That's the biggest thing um the second thing it's a little bit a uh, little bit more on the jokey side but whenever you see me at any national show come and ask me what kind of socks I'm wearing because I guarantee you they will be Christmas socks so if you'd be like hey what kind of Christmas socks are you wearing today I'll be like let me show you <laughs> <laughs> I love it I always get socks for Christmas too so they're Christmas <laughs> No, that was great. So I love, I feel like you really, I got to know you and your heart and your purpose. And I'm just grateful to know you, Madison, and um, couldn't have said it any better. No matter what your dream is, don't give up on it and go ask Madison what kind of socks she has on. (laughs) So you're 2023 National Hereford Queen, Madison Katzenberger. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for the Junior Hereford Show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, lead, and achieve.